In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Benton Township is making room for new manufacturers. The Benton Township Board of Trustees has approved an industrial facilities tax exemption for a Cornerstone Alliance plan to construct a spec building to house manufacturers at 1264 North Crystal Avenue. At the township's Tuesday meeting, Cornerstone's Zachary Vaughn said the organization has sold the property to Copper Rock Construction out of Grand Rapids to eventually build a 100,000-square-foot facility. It would be ready-made for businesses to move into. Vaughn says there are plenty of companies that inquire about locating in southwest Michigan. As of last year, 2023, we received over 80 leads, and out of those 80 leads, we responded to just under half of those leads due to the lack of inventory that we have from a facility standpoint for these companies or these projects to actually come through. Vaughn said having a new location that's ready to go and that also comes with a tax break would be very attractive to businesses. They're able to come into a turnkey location without doing any building or rehab work on an existing facility, start their operation, continue their operation, and again move their product. Trustees were concerned at first that Cornerstone was asking for a 12-year industrial facilities tax abatement on a facility that doesn't yet have any identified users. They reached a compromise that included a 10-year, 50% tax abatement for the first phase of the project, which will be about 12,500 square feet. The work will start in May and later phases will see spec building grow. Trustees left open the question of further abatements as more phases develop. The Manitowoc is back on its way, having left the St. Joe Harbor early Tuesday after getting stuck briefly Monday afternoon. St. Joseph Harbor Master Michael Moran tells us he was watching as the freighter ran into mechanical problems pulling into the harbor. Just saw that they were getting sideways and heard that they were mentioning that they were having issues with their bow thruster, which is a propeller that is mounted sideways on the front of the boat to help them maneuver and realized that they were going to be sideways in the channel against the bridge and that they were going to have to fix the thruster and get back underway. The freighter scraped against the protecting fendering around the CSX Railroad Bridge. Moran says it did minimal damage. Had they actually hit the bridge itself, it would have been bad, but they've got the wooden fendering, which is basically like a protective fence around the bridge, specifically for incidents like this that protects the actual bridge itself. Moran says the captain and the crew of the ship have a great deal of experience and trained for problems like the bow thruster failing. He says it's that experience and training that helped them right the ship and pull it into dock. The Manitowoc dropped off its more than 15,000 tons of gravel and headed back out, clearing the St. Joe Channel just after midnight Tuesday. Moran said the St. Joe Department of Public Safety did a great job of keeping traffic moving downtown as people came out to see the struggling vessel. A CSX crew has determined the bridge was not damaged. January is National Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and Michigan State Police motor carrier officers are teaming up with officers from around the nation and the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance to raise awareness to human trafficking. State police say from January 8th through the 12th, MSP motor carrier officers will join with their colleagues and truckers against trafficking to educate drivers about the signs of human trafficking and to enforce laws that crack down on traffickers. They'll make information available at truck stops and rest areas so people know how to spot human trafficking. The crime often involves holding someone against their will and forcing them into prostitution or other illegal activities. Michigan State Police first partnered with Truckers Against Trafficking in 2015 and has since been recognized as a national leader in human trafficking awareness and education. We have a link to the program and more information at our website, wsjm.com. 
Set for February 16 and 17 at Lake Michigan College's Mendel Center is the second annual Michigan Black Summit. Neighbors organizing against racism director Trenton Bowens tells us they've lined up some prestigious guests this year. The keynote speaker will be Dr. Ken Harris, president of the Michigan Black Business League. Dr. Ken Harris represented the National Business League, but she partnered with the Michigan Black Chamber of Commerce. He will be discussing economics and black empowerment on the business sector and how do we move forward. Dr. Harris will speak on February 16. Bowen says they'll also welcome financial guru Gail Perry Mason on the 17th. She'll hold a fireside chat about investing. Later that evening, there will be a gala. Saturday evening, we have the headliner from Shalomar, Howard Hewitt, and we have local bands, and then we have the 90s R&D group public announcement. Money raised during the gala will go to the Berrien County Bail Fund, which is paying the bail of those arrested for non-serious offenses in Berrien County. It's a new program announced by neighbors organizing against racism late last year. Bowen says four mayors from around the state will also attend the summit. You can get tickets for $25 online. This is Radon Action Month, and the Berrien County Health Department is spreading awareness about the gas and the dangers it poses. Department Environmental Health Services Manager Nick Margaritas tells us radon is a radioactive gas that occurs naturally and leaks from the ground. When exposed to humans, it can cause health problems. It can cause lung cancer, is the second leading cause after smoking in the U.S. that is caused by radon. The gas has no color, no taste, or no odor. The only way to know that it's there is to test for it. Margaritas says that's why the health department is giving out radon testing kits this month. These kits don't work the same way as a smoke or carbon monoxide detector. It comes in an envelope, you open it up, uh, you let it sit in in the home for up to seven days, and then you send it into a company for analysis. Margaritas says if radon is found in a home, work can be done to basements or foundations to mitigate. The Berrien County Health Department normally sells the radon kits for $10, but for this month they are free. People can stop by the health department office in Benton Harbor or Niles to pick one up. 2024 is the 50th anniversary of the Coloma St. Joseph KOA campground in Benton Harbor, and owners say a celebration is in order. Camp owner Mark Lemoyne tells us the campground was started by Ginter and Ursula Banson in 1974 when they purchased the property. Took an old blueberry field, turning it into a campground of 40 acres. And since my wife and I have bought it in 2016, we now host literally 15,000 guests from all over the United States and as many as 15 international countries each year. Lemoyne says for the 50th anniversary, the campground will make a 50 cent donation to a charity for every night a guest stays. First and foremost, my wife and I, feeling blessed with our growing small business, are going to be making a donation to Care Camps, which is a charity that is near and dear to our heart that raises money to help kids with cancer enjoy a specialized oncology camp. The camp usually sees about 12,000 campers in a season, meaning roughly a $6,000 donation to Care Camps is likely. Also in 2024, some improvements are being made to the campground as it turns 22 sites into a deluxe RV camping area. Lemoyne says they're going to hold a weekend bash in August. Campers from all over are invited to stay at the KOA campground this summer. As Lemoyne notes, it has everything from mini golf to pickleball. And now that the holidays are over, you may be looking for a winter adventure somewhere else in Michigan. According to Gaylord Convention and Tourism Bureau Director Paul Beecham, there's a lot to do up north in Gaylord. We have about nine 
cross-country ski and snowshoe trail systems. We have winter rafting. Um, just really anything that you would want to do for winter in Gaylord. Beecham says there's plenty to do, including downhill skiing, snowmobiling, extreme tubing, and other activities. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.